Los Nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, a music podcast where a group of friends gather together to share music with each other an album at a time. It's like a little book club for music. I'm Petey Rave. And here with me is my team, my squad, my crew, my gang. Uh, we've got David. I think this is my first video recording in my new apartment. Nice. Uh, we've got Drew. Hello, I have a kitten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have as our new guest, a new occupant of the fourth chair. Uh, we have Victoria V. How you doing, V? I'm doing okay. It's really hot this <laughs> evening uh, where I am, so probably sweating. Yes, uh, I I know that. I have I have got my. I'm lucky. I've got a, like a, a an air conditioning, a, a little split level air conditioning. They're talking about air conditioning and being warm right now, Drew. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've got my air conditioning. Maybe con- we should move into the show. <laughs> I've got what my air conditioning. <laughs> well, considering it snowed yesterday. <laughs> I'm just saying. Saturday. I'm just saying I've got my air conditioning set to 69. Um, nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about music, not weather. Uh, and our north versus south uh weather fight uh uh how dare you <laughs> we're here to talk about now we're here to talk about music of course this is the first uh, spot in the rotation it's uh my pick and i've decided to bring back an artist whom whose uh debut album uh i brought on to the show not too long ago uh and whose uh debut album was I think probably my favorite album of 2020, uh, like period. I think uh, it was also universally loved on the show. Um, and she came back with a follow-up album, a sophomore album. Uh, we're talking about Rina Sawayama and her album, Hold the Girl. Um, let's talk about expectations. Uh, David, what expectations did you have coming into this album? There's an old saying that I remember hearing from a guy by the name of Rudy DeSantis. It's that you have your whole life to make your first album. And then you have a couple of years to make your second. And there's always this feeling of what's called a sophomore slump. And in this case, I was expecting something that might resemble that because it does happen from time to time, but it often doesn't. So I was expecting something from Miss Sawayama that would be a pretty strong follow-up because I remember saying on the on the episode where we did her debut album, it was the most I'd enjoyed a pop album in years. So I was looking forward to this quite a bit, and I was hoping that there would be no sophomore slump as Drew's cat gnaws on his digits. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Drew... What expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, I forgot we had done this person before. Um, but it's something where I knew it was going to be a pop record. Um, I knew she was from across the pond, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, in more ways than one. She's a very weird connection of dots as far as um, where she is from. Um from Japan to London, I believe. Yeah. Was uh, born I, in Japan, uh, and immigrated to London in, uh, at age five. Yeah. 
so I was expecting something good because uh, usually when PD brings on anything that is not from uh, the US it has never disappointed but other than that I was going in relatively blind um, now that you say we heard before now I'm remembering this I'm like oh yeah I remember that record. <laughs> that record was really good. Yes. We will see if my thoughts on this one compare. Mm-hmm. Um, v, uh, I'm curious. What, what expectations did you have coming into this album that I told you about like a few days ago in class? <laughs> yeah, so I had no expectations going into this album because I had never heard of this artist before. This was my first encounter with Miss Rena. And I have to say that, you know, I don't really listen to a lot of pop music. I am an EDM person through and through. Uh, I've listened to a lot of other genres of music, but EDM is usually where I sit. Uh, I just went to the Chami concert most recently. Also went to a jazz concert. Shout out to 8-Bit Big Band that performed down here in Miami. But um, pop albums are not usually my thing. Uh, and this was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. This, um, this album was a great, great listen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about this album music because this is uh, Rina Sawayama, as we, I think we, we discussed uh, when we first uh, had uh, her album, her debut album, is a, uh, she's been described multiple times uh, uh thank you if you look at her, uh, her up on wikipedia she's just been described as a musical chameleon um one of the things uh is uh one of the big things about her is she has pulls from a lot of different sources she definitely pulls from like pop dance pop uh rock here she kind of pulls even from country pop um she pulls from like her 2000s sources uh definitely in her first album one of the biggest things we got is she basically make meshed up uh like all of the things uh that she grew up in the early 2000s with as a, you know as a fellow uh uh millennial uh you know she, she like britney and and christina and uh and Britney, Christina, and Corn, and like, uh, you know, on the first record. But this one, it also includes a lot of that stuff. It includes a lot of uh, pop, a lot of electronic, a lot of dance pop, a uh, lot of pop rock, a lot of rock, like great guitar, great guitars thrown in there from a production standpoint and the instrumentals. It's it is anthemic. It's bolsterous. It's uh, it's vocal slayage if, if you will like this is definitely uh, vocal centric uh on a lot of things but um it is also even more personal uh than the first uh record the you know, first record had a lot of person had a lot of like deeping uh diving deep into kind of like her upbringing and uh and uh her uh reckoning with her being her upbringing her family life and her uh sexuality and and things like that and and the community you know her chosen family as it were the the, the great anthem uh she explores even more of that here like anthems for for communities in particular the 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 queer community like anthem like the great anthemic tracks uh great tributes to her mom you go from like uh, in the first album, she definitely had moments where she kind of like 
had a little bit of like a uh, f- uh like a fighting back against her upbringing a bit uh and kind of reckoning with with uh her her strict upbringing and what that did to her and but she takes moments to pay tribute to uh her mom and what she had to go through to raise her and a lot of things like that it's just the the musical mix is just beautiful and well done and uh and and it just it has that great uh gravitas spoiler pd liked it yes <laughs> uh I yeah I love Rena, uh, but I'll I'll talk about it uh, at the end. Uh, let's go to you guys, David. How would you describe this album musically? Well, not to pull from everything Petey just said, but I think that there were some moments on this album that had a little touch of adult contemporary. That was one genre that I don't think Petey mentioned. There was a little bit of adult contemporary in here. There was something that was a little more mature in a few songs rather than your standard modern pop music, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I think that this is more of a somber album than the first one. It has a bit more of a serious tone in some points. Uh, and I'll express my opinion on that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, now that you're settled back in, <laughs> uh, how would you describe this album musically? Um, so one like a lot of uh the pop music that pd brings on from various parts of the world the voice was super powerful there was a lot of genre bendy stuff which i actually really enjoy um it's very dance poppy to me like there is a 90s early aughts pop feel to it um i mean at points she's even name dropping like Britney Spears and stuff. So, like, makes sense where those influences lie. Um, But also you had, like, also seeing as she grew up in London, like, hearing bits of Spice Girls and bits of, like, Euro techno sort of feel to it makes sense. If you would have told me this was plucked from, like, 1998, I would have believed you to a certain degree. Um, but also there is a very modern sensibility to the production. Um, there is a lot of, in my opinion, um, you get a separation within the instrumentation that sometimes didn't come from pop music. Uh, and still at times doesn't. Uh, pop music can feel very dense and this didn't. And when I say dense, I mean, like, just sonically dense, like there's too much going on, like they're trying too much all at the same time. There's this sonic wall effect, almost, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, But this, like, everything was spaced well in the mix, everything you could hear. And I think that's really cool. Um, And also, yes, the lyrics did tend serious, but there was some funny bits to it. And it almost felt like there was like a tongue in cheek biting like satire almost at times. Um, like a what do you think? Like this is supposed to be like sort of look down your nose at it sort of thing. And I think that's cool. Um, and I think that all came together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, v, how would you describe this album musically? 
Yeah, so I want to circle back to and focus a little bit more on the modern themes in the album and the modern touches in the music, because I think in particular, what I noticed about the album is the genre changing. That was what made the album stand out to me in comparison with other pop albums that I've heard in the past. Um, Notably, the last pop album I listened to was Lady Gaga's last album, so it's been a minute. But um, if this is where pop is going, I think it's coming a long way. There is something about being able to see this album like in the 90s that I wouldn't be familiar with. That being said, for a modern listener, I think that the genre changes is very much fitting for like a Gen Z type of, you know, mood board, like, you know, very much we have access to all kinds of music, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. We listen to everything, right? It is, it's no longer the world where I have one CD and I listen to country music or I have three CDs and I listen to Nirvana and Aqua and Britney Spears, right? People listen to a lot of different kinds of music. That being said, there was also familiarity in the tracks for me and when I dug into her a little bit I realized that she is under the same record label as the 1975 Mm -hmm. which I'm more familiar with their music than I was with hers but I can definitely see where the alternative touches are coming in and where some of the like smoother tracks are coming in when I say smooth I mean like in the rock sense of they're not really there isn't really a heavy standout track I mean you have the one track at the beginning, This Hell, right? But I think everything kind of like mellows out towards the third quarter. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of different influences that are definitely that are definitely present here. And I mm-hmm. think it really resonated with me in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, Good find on that. Now that you say the 1975, yeah. that is yeah, that now clicked. Taking a lot of boxes in my head. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes yeah. A lot of sense. Dirty a... Hit is is the record label, and the only other artist on the Dirty Hit label I'm familiar with is the 1975. But that is when I heard that sound in some of the tracks, I was like, "Oh, I've heard this before," and it was mm-hmm. interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's from the people that she collaborates with that are probably a crossover, uh, and her production team. And for being the place, um, yeah. Let's let's talk about uh key tracks because like when I think about like some of the key tracks, we want to if I were to like uh talk about some of the tracks that kind of define this album. It starts off fairly early. I mean, uh, you start off with like something like "Hold the Girl," uh, which is one of the uh the early singles, um, and it it is beautifully anthemic and it's fun dance pop, but it has this like anthemic like colossal feel uh it also has like uh some great moments and the vocals are just beautiful um and and like the 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 uh the there's some some little touches and then it goes into like uh this hell which is uh rena's like uh uh go at a country pop song uh, with like uh with like glam rock like feel to it uh as it says on wikipedia a country pop song with glam rock riffs quote <laughs> um the 
even like uh pointing out the first lyric is let's go girls <laughs> a la man i feel like a woman uh which reminds me of uh i think that was, i think there was a a a performer that uh performed a song at the drag brunch i went to a couple like a couple weeks ago it was fun um it that song is that uh, like a it's also very anthemic it uses like the country pop sound really well uh and it, it kind of touches on like this um celebration of community and uh people de- you know dealing with the kind of like dealing with hey we're going people are telling us we're going to go to hell hell we're going to go to hell we're going to go to hell together we got each other you know the devil wears prada and he he loves a little drama you know like it is fantastic um and with with some great like references um you also got some songs like uh forgiveness which is a really beautiful showcase of rena's vocals uh and has a great like uh emotion and intensity to it with some like like it like when it gets into those like rock sounds later into the song uh it really does it uh really well um and imagining is just this like song that especially if i'm playing this album uh driving home from work at like 10 30 at night it's just a it's just a a song that i that is just great for like dancing to in your car in the middle of the night you know like where you just need to like blow off some steam like it's just a, it's just the 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 epicness of it is just a beautiful thing um yeah david what would be some I of the key to touch on that too uh when we circle back to imagining yeah because i think that's my favorite track on the album mm-hmm. uh david what would be some of the key tracks for you i really liked this hell because it had a different feel than the first two tracks. And when I heard this hell, it was like, this is the Rina Sawayama I remember. And I really dug it. <laughs> uh, imagining as well, I think that's probably going to be the track that we all talk about a little bit. Uh, Hurricane, track Hurricanes, track 10. And To Be Alive, track 13, the final track. But I will say, I think this entire album really hits another gear when it gets to, I'd say, about track seven, your age. And the second half of the album really, really clicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I wanted to start with my feelings into uh, Hold the Girl, because to me, what always made like a fun bond song to me was leaning on like old world and then like diving into new and if you take these two combined since minor feelings is such a short track um in the grand scheme of things it's like a minute what 20 or something like that hold on i've got spotify up i could look like two minutes exactly like so that in the whole the girl i feel like feels like that like almost modern bond movie would be um this hell uh as was said there's a little bit of like modern pop country to it which is cool um it obviously throws a little bit of chishanaya twain but then names drop name drops harris and britney again that like what i was saying about like having the tongue a little bit in cheek a little bit of a 
funny but in a like pointed sort of way um also like a rhythmic like almost hip-hop influence to it as well um it this makes sense as the single um from what i remember reading so this being the lead single makes completely sense um and then actually i'm going to mention frankenstein um because as the bassist i feel like i would be remiss if i did not mention frankenstein because i thought while being super 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 simple as far as the baseline goes was still prominent and forward in the mix and was fun so Mm -hmm. uh v what would be some of the key tracks for you yeah so i wanted to talk about imagining as well um but i forgot exactly what it was that you said that really like (laughs) caught me off guard I'm pretty sure that when I heard Imagining, I Googled it immediately, like who was the producer on this? Because Imagining sounds very much, you know, it sounds very familiar, but then I realized it's not that. What sounds familiar about Imagining is that it is almost like an early 2000s anthem of like a broken relationship. Right. It's almost like something that Lady Gaga would have sung had it have been written back then. And the lyrics are simple, but they are also like explaining an emotional relationship. So you can read into them. You can like infer a little bit from some of the lyrics, like what is happening between, you know, I'm assuming the people involved in this, you know, especially she mentions like lidocaine and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and then there's like French in it. Like it's a very, it's very much an album that recalled that like monster era Lady Gaga in me. Right. So I think that track is what stood out the most to me. Um And I also was caught off guard. This for me was surprising when send my love to john came on because to me send my love to john is i don't want to use the word soft because it's not a soft track it's definitely a strong inclusion for the album right but it is just like a smack of country after you've just been through imagining frankenstein hurricanes it's like Mm. it's like a hint of taylor swift right and you're you're expecting something heavier after hurricanes right so that it can keep going and then kind of like drop at the end of the album and there's satisfaction but the fact that it drops before the end of the album it almost feels like i'm on a roller coaster and it calls my attention back just before the ending of the album right because at some point you start to like oh i'm listening to it but i'm like doing something else But then the inclusion of that track, especially where it is in the album, I think just kept me listening to get to To Be Alive, which is, you know, the final notes in To Be Alive. Again, her voice really stands out to me across the entire album. But those final vocalizations at the end of To Be Alive are like... like it made like I (laughs) felt the ending of that song so the fact that I get called back to attention for such a strong ending 
I think those are the three tracks that stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's bring it back around the horn. Talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, David, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? I'm not going to call this a sophomore slump album, but I will say that this album didn't hit me quite as hard as her first. There's some really strong tracks on here. And I will say that there was some adult contemporary influence that I didn't see coming. There was some big epic anthemic pop that I I didn't expect. It was it reminded me of almost dare I say Celine Dion with yeah. some of her influence. Mm-hmm. And that was that was really interesting. It was a lot of very big pop is what I, what I was calling it. And she carries it well. Uh, she doesn't have the big booming voice like a Celine Dion or a Whitney Houston, but she carries the album pretty well overall. There were some tracks on here that I really, really liked, and there were some that left me feeling like she was trying to sound a bit too much like everybody else. And I think she's at her best when she's being really, really unique. Mm-hmm. And this was a good second album. It did not hit me as hard as the first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Well, as a whole, this style of pop is usually not what I tend towards. Um, it's fine. It's fun. Um, and like when it's on it's a good time but it's not like what i seek out that said it was a damn good time like i was listening with um amber the other night and she even like got into it and usually like when i put something on like that even the stuff i bring on she's usually like why would you who cares this you're like oh this is like this is fun. Like she got into it. Can we get um, Amber on the podcast? That would be funny. I I will I will tell her that she's always invited. I've told her before, but now that she's being named specifically to come on, I'll we'll let her know. Mm-hmm. Um that said, this is something that like you can put on in a room, I think, of people of a certain age or younger, and nobody's going to be mad about it. Um, even if it's not everybody's cup of tea, if that makes sense. There was a lot of inventive stuff in here, and there was a lot of cool stuff in here. Uh, I think David is right that it does sound like she is aping at times uh, other people in other genres. I think there's a certain art to that and a certain fun to that, but sometimes artists do that and like do it better. Um, and sometimes it's like, okay, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, but like, go back to the other thing. And I can understand that. I like a little bit of both. So mm-hmm. maybe she does an album next time. It's like half and half. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, B, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Yeah, I think that, so I haven't heard her first album. Now I'm going to go back and listen to her first album because I think the consensus is that her first album is better, um, which I'm excited for. I think that there were a couple of moments in the album. We we didn't mention the title track of the album, which is Hold the Girl, 
Um, that moment did feel very, you know, and I said this name before, I'll say it again, which I think is a compliment to her vocal, to her vocals, right? But it felt very Lady Gaga once again. And I think I agree with David that when you lean into, right, the other parts of pop culture, right? And we we attempt to get closer to what is selling as opposed to closer to what we, sh we are selling, which is our brand, right? I think that is where it gets a little bit muddy in the album, but the tracks where you can see that there was a lot of care put in, like This Hell, you know, like Imagining, those tracks carry the album for me in particular. Um, and I think that Again, I'll repeat myself. If this is where pop music is going, it's exciting because it's not a genre I'm usually attracted to. Mm -hmm. So I think that all in all, great album, would listen to it a third time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the Rena crafts a really cool blend of, of sounds, really cool blend of pop and dance pop uh, sounds that uh and mixes in a lot of stuff this is a good follow-up i think there's a lot that gets explored uh that adds to her repertoire um i love i still love uh her debut um and it's, it's still like an album that i could listen to front to back no skips time and time again without just uh over and over and it's a beautiful album um and this one is is a really fantastic follow-up to that um there's a lot of really great stuff that she explores um a lot of really great uh ideas that she follows up on and her vocals are mm, amazing um i i you know i should have brought the should have asked my sister for the for the fan that we bought that she bought at uh at drag brunch so i could have brought it up here and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh waved it around um but i didn't um but just know that i was just i was you know we were we we're snapping 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 um it was just a just a fantastic album fantastic vocals fantastic talent uh and just supremely tight and well-made and more personal and and does a does a great job of following up on on her her debut and i'm so looking forward to seeing more from from her and seeing what follows up and the fact that she's on she's in the new john wick movie and she's getting into acting which is which is amazing so <laughs> good for her um because yeah, she, she's 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 cool and, and she's really talented and, uh, um, i i want i love seeing her thrive um yeah, there's not much else to, to say without repeating myself. It's just great. Um, all right. Now we get to the main event of the evening. Now that we have our, all our thoughts, our full thoughts into this album, we get to the main event of the evening, the moment we've all been waiting for, our haiku reviews. I may not have told everyone about haikus. <laughs> Drew only just help. found out. Drew only yeah, just found out. out yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna do some haikus. Five seven five. Some may be improv. Some may. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, David, what is your haiku? <laughs> no sophomore slump here. Good empowering pop songs. Strong second effort. 
Mm-hmm. That was what I haikued when I was making dinner right before the show. Exactly. Um, what I put together just now, a little bit before the show, uh, or actually, no, I go last. I forgot. Uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew, what is your haiku? Lovely pop vocals with a mix of old and new, refreshing and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, v, what have you got? What have you got? Um, here we'll do a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, Siri fell down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to prop up all my action do... figures. There's Eddie. There's Eddie Kingston. I found. I got an Eddie Kingston figure. He was, a, he was on clearance at GameStop. Can you believe that? Power to the players. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do some of the names of the tracks. Oh yeah. As catch me in the air, hold the girl, this hell, forgiveness. That's too many. That's way too many. <laughs> <laughs> Holy till you let me go. I think the the second line broke it. The second line broke it. Yeah. Good enough. There you go. Uh all right. My haiku. Great sophomore effort that's even more personal. A new pop queen reigns. Mm-hmm. Those are our thoughts on Rina Sawayama's Hold the Girl as I hold the these action figures in front of the camera for no reason. Uh, you can, of course, find it on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Do your due diligence and your due diligence. Uh... You can find it on both playlists, uh, one with the episode slotted in, one without. Uh, on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record, and it's going to be provided by David. David, what have you got for us next week? Petey Rave, should I pick the album that I had on my list next, or should I pick the album that I just thought of while we were recording the show? I like Spontaneity, personally. Okay. We're going to be picking an album from 2002, the year I graduated high school, from a band from Sweden, Eskilstuna, to be precise, called Pain of Salvation, and the album is entitled Remedy Lane. Mm-hmm. All right. So look forward to that. Uh, that'll be next week, and this is this week. Uh, and you can, of course, find us all over the internet. David is at Call Me DJM. Uh, Drew is at ExclusiveRx. I'm at PD Rave, uh, most places, except for Twitter. Now I actually deactivated my Twitter, so don't bother about finding me there. Uh, <laughs> but I'm PD Rave everywhere else. Uh, the show is at Four Record Breakers still there, because, you know, uh, I'm still logging, I still announce the episodes. Uh, RecordBreakersPodcast.com, Rebelli.net for this and other shows, Rebelli TV on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, Actually, get off camera. Uh, check us out live. You can watch the episodes of the podcast. You can watch us do D and D on through the tomes. Uh, watch me play Witcher with uh, with Daisy, uh, friend Daisy, coaching me and other fun stuff, including uh, that's a neat card. My card opening stream where I open baseball cards and Dungeons and Dragons cards and Power Rangers cards and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy cards. 
but mostly power, uh, baseball cards like from either uh, a lot of 2002 a lot of 90s a lot of fun stuff uh and i, pl I play a soundboard and i play no 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 and then yeah just do that yeah and then it's all good times, uh, and I'm pretty sure no, no, no other guests heard that because I'm sure I don't have that uh, volume. Uh, so oh, oh we heard it. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being with us. Uh, check out all the things. Uh, check us out where you find podcasts to all things. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Oodle toot. Onion. Live long and prosper. Fighting. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>